0: We're continuing the series, Just Ask, and uh, I want to just take a moment and and do something just uh, for me and for you, I guess, before we get into the message today. Uh, something that I know that you may not be aware of is that the month of October, across the nation, is Pastor Appreciation Month. So I, I won't be here anymore in the month of October, so I just wanted to take time to say to my good friend Herbert Cooper, how much I appreciate him. And uh, People's Church, I know you appreciate your pastor. Could you just tell him real quick how much we appreciate Pastor Herbert? What a blessing. Amen. I'll have to be honest with you, whenever I hear that phrase, just ask, the first thing that comes to my mind is a little bit of a negative, kind of makes me cringe. Now, I know you didn't have trouble with this, but growing up, there were times in my life I was a little rebellious. Thank you for those amens. We're really connecting, aren't we? Yeah. That there there were times that, boy, you know, I just really didn't do always what mom and dad said, you know. In fact, my dad had a belt that hung in his closet with the words inscribed on it, I need thee every hour, hallelujah, <laughs> you know. So it's it just one of those. I, I didn't have to get very old. Until I realized my dad was real patriotic, you know. He'd apply the stripes, I'd see the stars. That's the way it worked. And it just, you know, I, I just got in trouble a lot as a kid. I know you didn't. You're looking at me holy right now. But but I, I just kind of struggle with this. And so when I hear the phrase, just ask, it often reminds me of my mom and dad. A lot of times they'd come to me. And let me see if you ever heard this from your mom and dad. They'd say to me, son, you're asking for it. And I wasn't. I didn't say a word. So I'd always say, what? You're asking for a whooping. You're asking for a spank. Well, Milo, what kid in their right mind would come to their parents and go, could you just beat me half to death today? Could you just... I mean, I just don't know what kid would do that. So, you know, we're talking about asking for it without asking for it. And I'm sure that I did that some. Recently, I ran across this video. I wanted to share it with you today. And this is a prime example of somebody asking for it without asking for it. Watch this video, please. anybody feeling pain but me right now? <laughs> just kind of, oh, this is why we don't show off. This is a classic example of somebody asking for it without asking for it. However, for the past few weeks, we at People's Church, we're trying to encourage you to ask. We're walking through the prayer of Jabez, which this morning I would like to just reread it again. It's in First Chronicles 4, verses 9 and 10. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me. Let's remember two weeks ago, Pastor Herbert talked to us about, Oh, that you would bless me. And enlarge my territory. That was last week's message. Then Jabez went on to say, Let your hand Be with me. Let your hand be with me. That is the subject today. Lord, be with me. I believe, friends, there is a natural progression here in the prayer of Jabez. Lord, bless me. Lord, enlarge my territory. Lord, be with me. Because the truth is... For every Christ follower here today, you know this, that if the Lord is going to bless us and the Lord is going to enlarge our territory, then we desperately need the Lord to be with us. We need the hand of God to be upon us in every area of our life. When we, like Jabez, ask for God's mighty hand to be upon us, I believe, friends, that we're going to see results that can only be explained as The hand of God was with us. Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever gone through something or experienced something in your life that after it happened, you just kind of stepped back a little bit and said, Wow, only way that happened was God. There's no other way. That that had to be the hand of God working in my behalf. Two weeks ago when Herbert was talking about Lord, bless me. He talked about blessing us financially, and I believe if ever there was a day we as Christ followers need to be walking in accordance to biblical principles in our giving, it's today. We need to be living according to the Word of God with all that's going on in the financial arena. I want to share a couple of personal stories that I pray will be a blessing to you, because I don't want to just ask one day. We want to just ask over and over and over again. And when the Lord is with you, anything can happen at any time. A few weeks ago, I, I lived near Little Rock, Arkansas, and so I generally use that airport. And I was on my way to Houston to a speaking event, so I went a little bit early because in Little Rock, my restaurant choices are a little better. So I thought, well, I'll go and grab some lunch before I get on the plane to go to Houston. So I ended up at PF Changs. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. J- just a moment, sorry, I just needed a moment there. So I ended up there. Well, they they seat me, and so I'm I'm walking, and they take me to the back of the restaurant, and I've got my back to the rest of the restaurant. Well, I go through the whole meal process, and they bring me my food. I'm watching the clock because I got to catch a plane. So it's getting close, the waitress is not coming around, and I'm kind of looking around for her. So finally, she comes. You know, sometimes they bring you ticket and that black leather thing, you know. So finally she comes and she, she lays it down. Well, she keeps her hand on top of that black leather thing. So I looked up and I thought, sister, you want me to pay the bill? You're going to have to move your hand, you know. And so when I looked up at her, she just had this big old smile on her face. So I looked at her kind of funny. I mean, you know, what what's going on? So she said to me, Mr. Wheeler, someone has paid for your meal. Now, I'm sitting there with my back to the, rest of the restaurant. I don't care who you are. If that happens to you, immediately your first response is, Who's here that knows me? Who took care of my meal? So I asked her that. I said, Who was it? She said, I don't know. They sat in another part of the restaurant. I, I, don't, I don't know who it was. Well, my next question was, Did they take care of you? Oh, yeah, they took care of me real well. I got good friends. They tip good. That's good. So. Okay, great, Wonderful. So, so then I open up the leather thing and there's a napkin there and it says Lynn, have a blessed week from some old friends. God bless you. My bill was eight dollars and thirty seven cents. Now if I'd have known somebody else was buying, I might have got something different. <laughs> Are you with me? You feel me? That's right. That's... I'm saying to you, I might have. I might have got some, You know, just tell me up front you're buying, all right? That's right. I might have got something different. It's $8.37. I had in my pocket $8.37. I could have paid for my own meal, but there are times... When the Lord's hand is with you and you are saying, Lord, bless me, that the Lord might say to you, I know you can get it today, but just let me take care of it today. Because when the Lord's hand is with you, at any time you become a candidate for a blessing. Praise God. At any time. I could have done it, but the Lord said, let me take care of it. Another story. A few years ago, I had to have a tooth pulled. The process of my tooth being pulled, the dentist accidentally opened up my sinus cavity right here. I may just lift your hand and say, Lynn. that's all the information I need about that right there. That's plenty. That's that's what happened. So I go through this deal. You know, I have to have these oral surgeries. You know, I'm a speaker. I need my mouth. You know what I'm saying. So, you know, I I have to go through all this three or four weeks long, drawn-out thing. Finally, everything's good, and I get it resolved. Well, my ministry provides for me health insurance, but it does not include dental. So five or six weeks later, I get this bill in the mail for $5,000. Now, I can handle $8.36. $5,000 is a different story. You're going to have to knock off a couple of zeros for me to reach that. That's what I'm saying. So I looked at that bill, and I thought, boy, isn't that nice of them? That's real sweet. Somebody took the time to send that over to me. That's just real nice of them. I can't pay that. So I laid it on my desk, went off to another speaking engagement, come back. It's still there. Do you ever just wish your bills would walk on out by themselves? You know what I'm saying? That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Second week, I go away, come back, still there. Third week, go away, come back, still there. Now I'm praying, Lord, come quickly. That's what I'm doing. You have just, you know, if the Lord had come, it'd take care of everything. You know what I'm saying? So, man, it is still there. About the fifth week of going through this process, so I don't have a secretary, so I forward my calls from my office to my cell phone. That time I was living in Nashville, Tennessee, so I land in Nashville. The drive from my airport to my house, my cell phone rings. It's a man in Alabama that had been in a church that I had spoken in. He said, you know, Lynn, my wife and I, we you know just feel like that we, we ought to send you an offering and we we not calling to brag or anything, but you know what? For whatever reason, we can't figure it out, but the Lord has told us to send you $5,000. I appreciate all three of you rejoicing with me over that. That's See, sometimes when we can handle it, when you're walking with the hand of God upon you, He says, I'll just take care of it. But there are times in all of our life, we can't do it. And if He doesn't do it for us, it's not going to get done. So the Lord spoke to a man in Alabama that I did not even know at that time. I know him now. (laughs) I know him now. Yeah, But I didn't even know him. The Lord spoke to him. And... Folks, I didn't go on a big cruise. I didn't go buy a new car. I had a need, see? When the Lord's hand is upon you, at any time, anywhere, we can say, Lord, bless me, and He's going to come through for us, people's church, at all times. I believe that. There are three prayers that I want to pray as my main points today. First of all, Lord, be with me. When I am overwhelmed. Lord be with me. When I we've all been there. We all know what it is. I'd like to call your attention to Nehemiah. There in your bulletin, it points you to chapter number one, Nehemiah. Verses three and four says this. They said to me, Those that survived the exile and are back in the province are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down, and its gates have been burned with fire. Verse 4 says this, When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. So verses 3 and 4 set the scene for us, friends, that Nehemiah is overwhelmed. But remember the title of our series is Just Ask." In the midst of being overwhelmed, we can just ask. Verse number 5, he begins the asking process. Then I said, O Lord God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps His covenant of love with those who love Him and obey His commands. Let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer your servant is praying before you day and night for your servants. Overwhelmed by the news, moves into what we're speaking to you about, just ask. In order to accomplish what Nehemiah wanted to accomplish, very important, Nehemiah had to get permission from the king. He's been through the process of being overwhelmed. He's asked the Lord for help. Now, he has to get permission from the king. Verse number 11, he said this, Give your servant success today by granting him favor in the presence of this man. Give your servant success today by granting him favor in the presence of this man. Now, I know a couple of weeks ago, Herbert talked to businessmen and salespeople regarding this. He was talking about being blessed by But I want to encourage you, pray that prayer that Nehemiah prayed. If you're a salesman, every single time, Lord, give your servant success today in the presence of this man. Give me favor in my business. If the Lord's hand is upon you, friend, He's going to bless you in everything that your hand is put to. Chapter number 2. He now arrives at the king. And in chapter number 2 and verse 2, the king acknowledges he can see it on his face. He's overwhelmed. The king said to him, I can see it. There's a sadness, it, uh, overwhelming. It, it looks like you're not even feeling well. It, it says you look like you're ill, that you're so overwhelmed and you're so sad. I can see it on you. But I want to point you to verse number 8. The end of the verse Nehemiah said, And because the gracious hand of my God... I want to read that again. And because the gracious hand of my God was upon me, the king granted my request. Overwhelmed. Went through the process of asking God. And because of it, the king granted his request. I know there are people in this worship experience this morning that know what it means to be overwhelmed. I want to encourage you today, friends, that in the midst of being overwhelmed, the Lord's hand is upon you. I I don't know. It might be work. You might be working long hours. You might have high stress. You might be sitting in this worship experience right now thinking about what you've got to do tomorrow because it's just so much on your plate right now. Can I just remind you, the Lord's hand is upon you. It may be a parenting situation with you that you you might just be overwhelmed. And incidentally, I can't tell you, I've got an 11-year-old daughter named Carissa, and I was never so thrilled when she could finally talk. We're talking about Just ask. I mean, they'd cry. Get them a bottle. They keep crying. Change their diaper. They keep crying. You keep searching and you keep trying. Friend, I'm going to tell you the day she finally came to me and said, Daddy, milk. It was almost a spiritual experience for me. I mean, I was like so thrilled. Hey, she can talk, you know. Daddy, change me. She said that once. Oh, thank you. Talking to me. You know, it's just, you might be overwhelmed because your marriage. Is not good today. There may be issues among you and your spouse that may just constantly be eating at you. Can I tell you? The Lord's hand is with you. It may be finances. Today you're sitting here. You're thinking, you know what? I don't know how I'm going to make it. I got bills that add up to more than my check. I just don't know what I'm going to do. Everything's going. Can I just remind you, the Lord's hand? is with you. And and before we move on, I, I just want to give this thought into you. I don't want us as Christ followers to become overwhelmed by the cares of the world. I want us to be overwhelmed by the presence of God and the fact that His hand is upon us, friend. The Lord's hand is with us. Overwhelmed by His presence. The second prayer I would pray is this. Lord, be with me when my request is great. When my re- now, I know that many of you are like me, and you've got requests that are great. It's like that $5,000 bill that I got in the mail. My Lord, how are we going to do it? If God doesn't do it, it's not going to get done. I'd like to point you to another Old Testament story in Second Kings chapter number 8. A woman has left her country because of famine. She's gone seven years. She returns, and the Bible said in 2 Kings 8-3 that she's coming back to the king because gone seven years, the government has taken over her land and her house. So she's gone for seven years. Now she's back, the famine is over, and she's coming back to the king to ask for her land and her house. That's fair. But it's also a great request. I want to pause here and remind you that our requests may be great, our needs may be great, but our God is greater. (laughs) God is bigger than any need in this worship experience this morning. God is bigger. than Our requests may be great, but our God is greater. See, now she comes back to the king. She asked for her land. She asked for her house. And the king said this, I love this in verse number 6, give back everything that belonged to her. Oh, that would be great. That Oh, that's awesome. I got what I asked for. But watch this. The word of God went on to say, including all the income from her land from the day she left the country until now. So in other words, give her back her house, give her back her land, and give her back Seven years worth of income. Even when the need is great, God is greater. God is big. How would you like it in the morning if you walked in to your boss and they said, Sit down. Today we got a check for you for seven years worth of income. Folks, if you don't get excited about that, I got nothing else. I'm going to tell you that. I got nothing. That's the best I can do right there. Seven years. I can see some of your minds working. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. I mean, you're adding it up, aren't you, baby? Oh, yeah. Seven years. See, sometimes our needers are great. The Lord's not only going to give us what we ask for, sometimes He's just going to go above and beyond. He is a restorer, friend. Let me take you finally to my third prayer that I'm praying as point number three. Lord, be with me in spite of my past mistakes. Anybody but me ever made a mistake? Amen, That's right. Amen. I want to direct your thoughts to another portion in the Old Testament in Second Chronicles 33. I want to talk to you just quickly and walk you through a story about a man named Manasseh. In verse number 2, 2 Chronicles 33, verse 2, the Word of God said that Manasseh did evil in the eyes of the Lord. Then in verse number 6, it says, He worshipped other gods to the point of making the Lord angry. Just in case I need to remind you, it's not good to make God mad. To the point of making the Lord... Then in verse number 9, it tells us, He not only did evil, but he led others astray. It's getting worse, friends. Then in verse number 10, it said the Lord tried to talk to him. The Lord tried to deal with him, but he paid no attention. Paid no attention. Then in verse number 11, as a result of that, he ended up in prison, shackles around his hands and feet and a hook in his nose. Now, in case you need me to tell you this, I'm just going to go ahead. If you're in prison, shackles around your hands and feet with a hook in your nose, you're in trouble. I just to... You got a problem. I'm going to tell you that. That's what Manasseh, this is where he is as a result of all that he had done. But in verse number 12, here's where I want to get you to. Verse number 12, everybody say, just ask. Just ask. And he does. Verse number 12, in his distress, he sought the favor of the Lord his God. This is important. And humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers. He not only asked the Lord, but he humbled himself. Then this touches me in verse 13. And when he prayed to him, the Lord was moved by his entreaty. The Lord was moved by his request. Even his own choices were bad bad decisions. Angry at God. He defied God. He made bad choices. Ended up in prison. But even in prison as a result of his own wrongdoing, the Lord was with him. The Lord was with him. Lord, even, I, I mean, we've all been there. We've all made bad choices. We've all overspent. We've all done things that, that we know were wrong. And you, you may be in this worship experience this morning feeling like Manasseh, except you don't have a hook in your nose. Amen. That's right. I mean, it it might be there. I mean, you might be so overwhelmed. But good news, people's church. The Lord is with us in spite of our past mistakes. The Lord is still with us. Isn't it good to know that He does not abandon us because of past mistakes or because of wrong choices? It's like Manasseh. He was there. It was his fault. The woman we talked about in 2 Kings 8, famine was not her fault, but the Lord was with her. But with Manasseh, it was his fault, but the Lord was with him. It doesn't matter if you're here today and it's your fault or not your fault. The hand of the Lord is upon you, my friend. Jabez prayed the prayer, and there's something to the progression of this prayer. Lord, bless me. Lord, enlarge my territory. Lord, be with me. Because I'm believing that this week and for your future, that you are going to have more experiences that are going to happen to you, and all you're going to be able to do is step back and say, Wow, that was the hand of God at work in my life. I know that God is up to something. That had to be God. If we just ask, the Lord will be with us. 2 Timothy 2.13 If we are faithless, He remains faithful. Even when we are not faithful, He remains is faithful. I know there have been times in my own life I've not been faithful. But when I've come back, He's always been faithful. He is a faithful God. Heavenly Father, I pray right now.